Yes, guys, welcome to another episode of The Winner's Circle brought to you by Grande Sports Training, where we dive deep into the mindset of professional soccer players. Today, we have a special guest coming from the first division of Portugal, Kenji Gorre. Yes, for brother. Club Deportivo Nacional. How are you, Kenji? I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really well. Nice to, nice to meet you, brother. It's crazy because we actually connected literally a day or two ago on Clubhouse. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's an app where you can join in on audio rooms and it's just really powerful. And I got to meet this wonderful guy over here and now we're speaking, ready to listen to his story. Kenji, how's your experience been with uh, Clubhouse so far? Yeah, Clubhouse has been crazy, man. Like even as you just shared that then, I've, I've been addicted for a couple of days now. <laughs> literally, my fiance told me to download it and I downloaded it. I was like, all right, let me give it a chance then. And then literally I've not been off it for two days now. So, so if anybody is listening to this, make sure you join it because you're going to get insight into people that are that is like the world leaders out there. So we can really get the, the knowledge of them in, in that environment. So it's, re it's really nice. Completely agree with you, man. But yeah, Kenji, I got one quick question to start off our podcast. So our podcast is called The Winner Circle. And right off the bat, I just want to know, what is your definition of being a winner? Ooh, you've gone right into it. I mean, right, you've gone right straight into it. into it. I like that. For me, for me, a winner is, honestly, it's to always get up. A winner doesn't give up. A winner continues to go, especially in football, you know, with the, all the knockbacks that we get, all the setbacks that we go through, it's to get up again. It's that to do it one more time. You know, that's a, that's a winner for me. That's a great definition, my man. So, Kenji, now I'm going to ease it down. You know, th this, is, this is a little easier for you. It's just your life story, man. When did, what's your earliest memory of, you know, touching a football? When did you start playing? Who inspired you? So me personally, like I was born into the football world. So my dad was a professional footballer. He played for Ajax Feyenoord in Holland and then moved over to Huddersfield in England. And ever since like I can remember, like I just love football. You know, when I speak to my parents about it, they always tell me like every present that they bought me, everything was with the football. Like every, I can remember, like I was speaking to my dad about this the other day and he was saying like how he used to come back from training stiff from the training session. I used to be, come on, dad, let's go outside, let's go and play. And I just loved football. I loved football from such a young age as, as, as I can remember. And from a, from a young age, I, I realized that I was actually gifted as well. So I started to play locally, um, um, I grew up in England. So at five, I moved over to, to, to the UK uh, where my dad then moved to Huddersfield. And Originally and from where, Kenji? Origi so originally, I was born in Holland. I was born okay. in Holland. But originally, my parents are, my mom is from Curaçao and my dad is from Suriname, which is in South America. So he's actually the national team coach out there right now. Um, but, but I moved, so I moved to England when I was five. And then... Um, how that went was, it was like, I went to go and play for my uh, local team, like for Broadheath Central. And it was the first game that I ever played. And I played two years above as well. Like I was playing with, with seven, eight-year-olds. And there was a scout from Man City there. And the scout went up to my dad that, that game and said, um, hey, is that your son? And my dad said, yeah, but he's not interested. <laughs> 
<laughs> because he said like it was my first game you know he wanted me to just really enjoy it love the game like not any pressure there and and I had no idea about this but now obviously we're going home and now my dad's telling my mom and my mom's like what are you doing you're killing his dreams you know what are you doing so the next game my mom's like I'm gonna go <laughs> So the same scouts there and my mom and dad, they speak to him again. And he's like, okay, well, let's go and see what it's like. And I ended up uh, training at Manchester City. Um, and then I was training actually at United at the same time. So I was actually at United and City at the same time, training there for playing and training there for, at six years old. Um, and then it gets, to, it gets to eight, nine, where now I have to decide. They both wanted to... Um, to sign me at the time and I have to now decide on which one I'm going to decide and at the time I just loved it at United I absolutely loved it it was like it was like heaven you know you, they let us play they let us enjoy it it was like I was literally getting the ball I was fighting my own teammates like look thinking back to how I used to be like I just always wanted the ball but I mentioned the city was like limited it was like all right, three touches, two touches. And it was like, I didn't really feel that much. And at the time also at United, we had uh, Rene Molderstein, who was actually the assistant of Sir Alex Ferguson, who was actually the, the academy uh, director at the time. And he was coaching us and everything. And I just loved this training session. So I ended up signing at United from such a young age. So I, my experience is like, I was always in football. Football was my life. And Kenji, was that your first experiences being in a club environment after you went from that first game that the scouts saw you to Man City and Man U? Was that your first experiences in a club environment? Yeah, it was literally my first experience. I could, I can't, yeah, it was like, <laughs> that's all I can remember. I can only remember being at City and United, to be honest with you, bro. So, no, it's interesting because it's interesting how at that young age, you're already able to kind of, define that clear line of having fun and then being limited you know what I mean like you mm -hmm. that's your first experiences in a club environment ever but you know even now with like younger players like I think it's super important to just have them play like it's not when you reach a certain level a certain age that okay now we can start getting more into details of two touch three touch movement on and off the ball all the little things right so that's so interesting that you were able to realize that at such a young age. Yeah, actually, it is. It is. It is like that. Like now you've just mentioned it. It's like it all comes back into your life. So like these things that you learn from such a young age is like it's like it's repeating itself right now. You know, coaches want to limit you. Coaches want to say no to touch in this area or thing when that's not my game. You know, and that's when you realize, okay, so who am I? You know, what's my image? What am, what am I, my qualities? And kind of focus on that side of things, you know? So it's interesting that you said that's that. That's crazy. I actually ran across this tweet. I'm actually going to pull it up right now. And it says, the player who's often late, maybe they're late for valid reasons, or maybe they need tools to improve their punctuality. And then the other one is, the player who doesn't like to be told how to play Maybe they have credible ideas for their game or maybe they need a coach who can negotiate with them. Mm. So it's crazy that you mentioned that because maybe you've uh, throughout your career, you've had coaches maybe say, you know, you as a winger, you have to be aggressive. You have to be, you know, um, what's the word? Agile, quick, speedy. 
direct in certain moments, but maybe some coaches might limit you in that sense, right? Mm. So you as a player, you have to be self-aware of what you can bring to the table. And when you feel somebody's limiting you, it's like you're stuck, right? How do you how do you deal with that? It's it's really understanding your quality. The best players out there know exactly what they're good at. They know exactly what they can do. And that's what I try to uh, assess myself with. It's like, what am I good at? I can't be like somebody else because they're not me. So I was very aware of like, I'm not going to try and be like them. I need to be like me. Because a lot of times, you know, you're looking at the guy in your position or you're looking at the guy on the TV and you're like, hey, I can obviously take some things into your game, but just realize what kind of player you are. If you're a guy that's like pass and move, pass and move, don't try and now take the ball and try and run past everybody when that's not your game. You know, so at a young, from, uh, I would say like from 20, from 20, I really started to ask myself like, what kind of player am I? I need to really focus on who I am and do more of what I'm good at rather than trying to do what they think I should do or, um, or looking at my teammates and seeing what they do. You know, it's actually an interesting thing that I want to share actually right now that even this season right now, the coach that I've got right now was like limiting me. He was like, as soon as I would get the ball, he would say, keep the ball. Even when I'm one-on-one with the guy, he would shout, keep the ball. So what I would do is I would c- cut back and go the other side. I would cut back and play back. So now I'm going to the national team and we got a co- our coaches who's hitting at the moment, right? I played for Curacao national team. So who's hitting is telling me, hey, Kenji, why do you keep getting the ball and going back? Like, go forward. Like, you're a winger, you got to create things. And something switched in me again where I'm like, wait, I'm limited. That, that's not my game. My game is getting the ball and making things happen, doing things. But my coach here is limiting me and making me go back and play safe. You know, so you've got to really ask yourself what player you are, how you can implement your qualities in the team and do that. You know, if you're a midfielder, don't try and take everybody on and try and score. Go and play, give it to the guys that are going to go and create. You know, so that's what I, my advice would be to players right now. I love that. So going back to when you were, you know, younger and you chose Man United. Now, mm-hmm. how did you... You know, once you made that decision, you said you were around what eight, eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah, eight, nine. What you made once you made that decision? Did you feel kind of an added pressure to kind of like perform at that age, or not yet? You still wanted to enjoy the game. Honestly, back then I didn't feel any pressure. Just having fun. Like zero. I was just like, my honestly, my dad never put any pressure on me. My parents never put any pressure on me. Um, and did you I realize? Just, did you realize how big of a club it was at the time, or not really? Honestly, it was normal to me. <laughs> That's it. It was like going to school, you know. Like it was just normal. Like <laughs> it's it's really strange to say, but back then, like you could have like Rude Vanistroy come in, you could have uh, Diego Forland come in, and it was just like normal. It was like, yeah, like you know. And it, it it's strange to say right now, but. At that time, it was just re- the reality of my life. Like, it was like, that is who I am. Like, that's, that's it. That's life. Hmm. Okay. And then, Kenji, as, as you got older, when did it start 
actually impacting you that, you know, you, you had talent for the game that you could actually get to the top, top level. At what age would you say you started to realize that? So at, at around 13, 14, my dad actually sat me down. He asked me a question. He said, do you want to be a footballer? And I said, yes. You know, what's life without football? And he said, do you want to do everything in your power to be the best footballer you can be? And I said, yeah, of course. You know, football, yeah, man, like football's all I know. So he said, okay, from this day on, I'm going to treat you like a professional footballer. And from that day, it was like I made a decision to myself that I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best footballer that I can be. And that's when I said to myself, like, okay, I know that I have talent. I'm playing at Manchester United right now. But now my dad is going to treat me like a footballer as well. When before that, it was like, oh, go and play, you know, have fun. It was like at United as well, like we would have it wouldn't be that many players. Like we'd have a small group and everybody would have playing time. But now at 14, it's like 11 a side pitch. Everybody's like, okay, you know, the best players play. Everyone's fighting for the spot. Everybody's fighting for the spot. So my dad's- Competitive environment all around. Competitive environment. And my dad now made me make the decision rather than him making the decision for me, which is now seen nowadays where parents make the decision for them. And then the, we start to resent our parents for that. And it's like, oh, they made a decision. We didn't. So we don't take responsibility. So my dad made me make the decision. So now I'm taking full responsibility for my career. So at 14, I'm, I'm uh, playing at United. And it was one of the best seasons that I've ever had. You know, at that time, it was like um, I, was play- I was actually signed um, a contract with Adidas um, I, I was playing for Holland national team at the time and it was a real good time in my career. That's awesome. That's awesome. Once when your dad sat you down and mm. you, you obviously said yes. Right. Cause at that age, that's what we want to do, man. We just want to ball out and play. Right. Mm. Did you realize how much effort and sacrifice you, you had to put in from that moment forward or not yet? Honestly, like, it was like, I can remember, I went through so, so many cry parties in the car. <laughs> like, I can just remember like not playing a game or, and then I would just let loose at me with my dad. And he was like, well, you chose this. Like, this is the life that you chose. How can you complain about the coach or complain about coach? Like, you can't complain about, no, this is what you picked. You chose this. So it was like, all right, I'm, I can't go to certain parties now. I can't go to certain things and stay to parties late. I had to sacrifice so much for that end goal to be a professional football because I chose this life. Did you, know, you I, the countless parties that I've missed, you know? Oh, no, I can imagine. I can only imagine. Mm. Did you ever feel any like question or doubt towards your dad? Like, is why is my dad treating me like this? Is this really how footballers are, are treated? Like at you know, at that young age? Did you ever think pass cross that through your mind? Mm. or did you maybe you thought maybe like oh he's he's just being hard on me like that's really honestly honestly my dad was never was never ever hard on me would never put any pressure on me but I would put that pressure on me like it was like I wanted to play so as soon as I wasn't on that pitch or a coach would treat me a certain way 
I would feel so much pain and I would feel like I wanted to kill someone, you know, that's how much fire was in me because I just wanted to be a footballer and I was not going to let anybody stop me. There was just this burn inside of me that I, that was just me. You know, I don't even know where it came from, but that's still me. You know, I'm still that person. Like if somebody's holding me back from achieving my goals, like I just turn into the Hulk, you know, that is, that is how I can best explain it. Do you wish maybe your dad had maybe held your hand a little more through it instead of, because what, what you're saying, I just want to clarify what you're saying, what I'm getting is kind of like, your dad just let you pick, right? Mm. Which is amazing. He gave you the freedom to think, freedom to choose, freedom to, you know, make your own decisions. But then I feel like there's sometimes there's some players, not saying you, but in general, there's some players that with too much freedom, they kind of deviate and they kind of need a little more direction. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So do you feel like maybe had your dad helped you a little more in, in direction that would have helped you in any other way? Or do you think the way you you were raised in that sense in the football world helped you tons? Yeah, I think like the way the way my situation was, it was like, well, <laughs> it was like, well, if you want to be a footballer, you can't do that. Well, if you want to, you know, if you want to be a footballer, you can't you can't be doing this. You know what it takes to be a footballer, you know, it takes more than that. And I saw that so much in my life where it was like listen, Kenji, if you want to go and do this, like, that's not going to get you to your goal. And I was just like, to be fair, yeah, I, I can't go do that. Like, let me focus. So you, you know, it, it, like, it clicked in your mind quick. It was just clicking so fast. And it was just so like, looking back at that time there, it was like, football was just, I was just, my head was just football. Only thing that I cared about was football. It, it got to a point where I was like, I can't even have a girlfriend because it was like football. <laughs> Honestly, like that is what I'm a thing. And I met my, my fiance now in school as well. But so it was like, I was serious from young age. Like it was like, I was, it was, it's really, it's strange to think back and how, of how I used to be, but football was, was my only focus. Football was my only thought in my mind. So it's safe to say you were obsessed with the game. Obsessed. 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 100%. 100%, 100% committed. So it takes me to my next question now, Ben uh, Kenji. If uh, you were training, you know, consistently with Man United now at that age, 14, 13, 14, 15, were there ever days that it was just you and the ball at home? And if so, like, what did you do? Or how did, how did you train on your own? Um, were there any days that you just, you know, took days off? Like, how walk us through that, those moments at that age. Mm -hmm. So at that age, yeah, like, Honestly, at that age, I loved football. I just loved the ball. And, and we had like um, a real nice uh, community as well, where there was like young players in my, in, in my age. Like the, Dennis Irwin lived around the corner from me and his son also played. His son played for Bolton at the time. Uh, Liam and we used to go there and we would play 2v2 and we would play like my brother would join in and we would just always be with the ball like my dad was also obsessed like looking back now he was he's so obsessed that like he's <laughs> he's so obsessed he says that he, he might not well no he probably will say that he's obsessed to be honest but like it's like it's that love like I cannot if there's a ball that's here right now I cannot I cannot not touch it. 
You have to juggle it or kick it. I have right? to just touch it, you know, like even if it's like if my mom would walk past me, I would like the amount of pots that we've broken in the house, like the amount of lights that we've broken in the house. Like I just loved playing football. Like football was just every every second of the day, like when I got home from football. But obviously there's days, you know, like where where you feel like, oh, you don't want to go or I, I never really, there wasn't many of them. I loved it back then, especially. Was there any time that you felt that maybe, you know, like, I know, I know you said that you loved it. You enjoyed it. You, you enjoyed mm. playing, but was there any, like, did any doubts come to your mind because you heard somebody say something? Or somebody kind of like the mm. Kenji, you know, football is not gonna take you far. Like, was there any doubts that crossed your mind at that age? So at that age, there was no doubt in me Nothing. whatsoever that I was gonna be a professional. Amazing. Amazing. I was gonna be a professional football. I I didn't care how. I didn't care when. I just knew that I was gonna be a professional footballer. And now, just listening from you say that whole story, like it's it's evident that your environment the people around you, you know, mm. the, the hours that you spent around the game, just, you know, it was safe. It was like your safe space, you know? Mm. What would you say to those players that don't have that safe space? Like how, how, cause I'm, I'm really big on telling those players, like if you do not have those, that safe space of that environment that kind of propels you forward into being a professional footballer or a footballer at the next level or whatever level you want to get, like it's important to create it. What would you say to those those players to kind of create their environment? I would I would honestly say to them like they have to be real with who with themselves. So like first of all look at yourself and ask yourself are you going to do everything in your power to be a professional footballer? If there is a slinch an inch of doubt, don't bother. Because only the strong survive in this game. This isn't like a, oh, you can get there if you work hard. That's not, it's not, that's not it. To be a professional footballer, to get to the level that uh, professional is the 1% of the 1%. So like, why you? If you're going to go and make that, you've got to sacrifice, you've got to breathe it. Like that is, I, I can't make it any like nicer than it is. Like I can't, I'm not going to tell you, oh, you're going to make it, you know, if you, no, this has got to be a life choice. You've got to dedicate your life to this. Everything you just said, Kenji, is 100% true. When did you start thinking that way? Was it at that age? Or do you, did you just start now realizing it as an adult? Mm. So yeah, just to go back to that. So obviously at 16, like, at 16, at United now, now it's like you're getting your contract. It's like, am I going to get that deal? Am I going to get that scholarship? So that's what's on up, your mind. Am I going to yeah. get it? Am I going to get that contract? So at United, it was like every pitch is like you're going up to the next level. So it's like 12, tick. On the 13th, tick. On the 14th, got that. On the 5th, and every pitch is like the next pitch along. So it's like, the pitch is far, the under nines is far. And then it's like closer, 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 closer. And now I'm here. Now I'm under 16s. Now I'm getting to the under 18s. Now I'm like, I'm signing that first deal and I, and I make it. But now it gets to a point where United are buying players. 
Now it's like I'm competing against the world's best. It was just the country's best now because it was United. But now it's like I'm competing against the world's best because they're buying the best. You know, I can remember in my age group, they bought Mats Daly and uh, Adnan Yanuzai. Um, who else did they buy? They bought Paul Pogba at the time. Like lo loads of players they bought in in my position. So I was like, like, yo, I'm here and I'm not going to, I'm not playing. So I was now frustrated. I was now angry. I was like, but every time I got on that pitch, I would score. Every time I would play, I would score, I would do something. But now it gets to a time where it's like, okay, these two years are up. I'm 18 years old. What's going to happen now? And we're going to get that deal. And I can remember going into Sir Alex Ferguson's office. He says, Kenji, come into the office. And I was like, oh, my days, like, what do I call him, boss, sir? What? Oh, my days. <laughs> you know, you're shook, you know? I'm in the presence of, of, of Sir Alex. I'm like, this is, this is mad. And he says, he says to me, listen, Kenji, I can give you a contract right now, but I can't guarantee that you're going to play. And I know that this might not be easy with what I'm going to say to you, but I'm not going to give you a new deal because I feel like there's, you can go and use your talent somewhere else. So that day right there, I was like, wow. Like it was the worst day of my life. I can remember getting into the car and I was like, who am I? I'm worthless. My identity just got ripped away from me. I was Kenji Gore, the footballer at Manchester United. Now I'm, who am I? And after that, I started to really ask myself, and that's when I was doubting myself. I was like, wow, like, I don't know who I am right now. Like, I don't know what to even, what am I going to say to my family? What am I going to say to my mom? What am I going to say to my dad? What am I going to say to my friends? How are they going to look at me? How are they going to see me? And I can remember being on the way home um, after I got the news on my way home in the car and I parked my car outside the, the house and I was like, I just gathered my thoughts for a minute and I was just like, all right, let me go in this door. And I knocked on the door and I said, uh, mom, dad, um, I've just been released. Uh, they've just said, that I'm not going to get a new contract. And I can remember just bursting out crying. Um, I let everything go, let everything out. Um, and I just felt worthless, to be honest. I felt like I didn't know who I was. Like I shared, like there was just, I, did, I didn't know anything. And my dad said one thing to me, he said, when one door closes, another one opens. So that right there, that really sat with me. So that night, he kind of left me to it. That night, I was just thinking when one door closed, another one opens. That was just the only thing in my mind right there. And it's, it's hard to see it in that moment, yeah? Hard to see it you in the moment. You see all the doors closed. Everything closed. So I'm now, I'm now in bed and I'm, uh, I'm like reflecting, I'm crying. And that whole night, you know, it was horrible. It was horrible. And that next morning... Um, I get up and my dad says, okay, so what are we going to do? And I say to him, I said, uh, I said, um, well, he said, well, look, you're, not, you're at the top. 
You have everything ahead of you. Now go and tell me where you want to go. So what I did was I wrote down every single club and I looked at every single player in my position at that club and I looked at my best opportunity of where I was going to make. So I wrote down a list and we went down the list. And Do you I remember up, how big that list was? That list was like, I think there was like, there was like five, six that I was like, no, literally, no, I'm lying. There was literally three. <laughs> there was Everton, Swansea, and somebody else. Can't remember who. Three. And then I would have another list of like, if I had to go down and I was like, to, to play straight away in the first team. So, so I've literally wrote down, I wrote down who was close and stuff. And, and that's when I went on trial at Everton. And that was, I literally played the best football that I've ever played. The shackles were off. I was feeling confident. I was feeling on top of the world. And even Darren Gibson, he said to the coach that, hey, sign him up. Like <laughs> this guy's signing. I was feeling so confident. All the boys were like, ooh, this guy's hard. I was like feeling confident again. And because at United, I was like a little bit of a second choice. You know, Adnan was playing ahead of me. All these guys were so much more ahead of me that I felt like, I felt like nothing, you know? So then I ended up, I ended up playing there and, and at Everton, I was like, I'm definitely getting signing here. Then the coach calls me into the office and he says, uh, we're not going to sign you. And I was like, what? In my, my heart just drops. Like, I'm like, how? You know? So I was like, cool. But I had that certain peace in my heart because I realized I am good enough. I realized I am good. I realized I did give a such a good account of myself that, all right, if I'm not here, I know that somewhere else. And what the craziest thing was, the craziest thing was one training session, a scout from Swansea was at that training session. And I signed a two year deal at Swansea. That's amazing. From Everton. That's amazing. How did, how did you come to that realization? Was it when they didn't offer, when Everton didn't offer you a contract? Was it during the moment that you were just playing the best ball of your life? When, when did you come to that realization that, you know what, like what I was feeling after I got released at Man United, that I'm not worthless, like that's not mm -hmm. true. Like mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm talented, I can do this. When did you, when did you get that realization? Honestly, I was like, I'm going to go and prove everybody wrong. I'm going to go and fight. I'm going to go and show everybody. And, you know, like even looking back at my journey, I never, it was never easy. I always felt like I had to work hard. I had to work harder than everybody else. Like I wasn't the guy that was like, oh, he's going to play in the first team. Oh, yeah, he's going to make it. Like I was never that guy. But I always made it. <laughs> I always made it to that next step. I always made it to the next step. And when I didn't make it to the next step, I was like, what? Oh, my days. Like, I didn't make it. And it hurt. You know, it's painful. You know, you're working all your life to a certain goal to get in that first team and you, didn't get, you don't get there. You know, you feel like a failure. When actually, this is the best thing that could have happened to me. Because what I realized was, that this wasn't just shaping me into the best footballer, but this was shaping me into the person that I'm supposed to be. So that pain and that hurt that I had was the fuel 
that who I am today and why I am doing what I'm doing today, you know? So what I realized with that, like in that moment, it was like, to go back to answer your question, sorry, is to, is to really say like, in your pain lies your purpose. Like in your pain is where you're gonna really see who you really are. Like it's easy to say like, oh, I'm gonna give my all. I'm gonna give it everything that I got. But the hardest thing is when you're giving your all, but nothing changes. You're giving your all, but everything is still this. You still don't have a club. You still don't have the, like that's when, that's when the real you shows up. That's when the real you is really here. Because it's easy to smile when things are going well. It's easy to be high spirit when things are going lit. When you're not playing, when you're in the trenches, when you don't have a club, when everybody's against you, when the coaches say he's not good enough, who are you then? And it's who being played through that hump, no? Can you still perform to the highest level? And I realized that that's the, that was my fuel. I took that with me. And when I got, when I went to Everton, I was like, I'm going to go and show. I'm going to go and prove. And now I realize that I'm not going to prove it for them. I'm going to prove it to me. I'm going to prove it to God. I'm going to prove God that he gave me this talent. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to do everything in my power to be the best football that I can be because I want to stand before you and be empty. And that's what, and that's what I really realized, like looking back at my life and how it's really all planned out and how it's been that this is all making you and shaping you into the person that you're supposed to be, that God wants you to be, you know? So that's kind of how I've, I've really gone off topic there, but yeah, that's really what, what, what my mission is now in life as well. I think that's fantastic. I think it's, it's so important to hear that from, you know, somebody else, somebody else that's been through it, you know, because mm-hmm. I know a footballer has different journeys, different paths. Like for you, you know, it was different for me. For me, it was different from the next footballer. Like everybody had just a different path to to get to where they are today. But I think one thing we can all agree on is in football, you're always going to have these obstacles and these adversities that are going to shape you, break you and make you. Maybe yours can be more than mine. Mine can be more than yours. But there's always going to be something in there that makes you who you are today. Mm-hmm. So I, compl- I, I hear you on that one, man. You signed a two-year contract now at Swansea. Mm-hmm. Playing first-team football? So I was actually in the under-23s then. Okay. I signed a professional contract. I was in the under-23s. And what was crazy, the first day I'm like, I'm going to show everybody how good I am. So that first day I was, I literally was, I don't, I don't even know what went, came over me, but I was just unbelievable. And ever since then, I was like training with the first team, you know, I was play, training with the first team. I was playing with the under 23s and I was actually still an under 18s player, but I was playing higher than, than that. So it was like, if anybody was to go with the first team, or Kenji, you know, if to make numbers, Kenji go. So it was like, I was really close, you know, it was like, I was there, but I, you know, and, and that kept going on, you know, it got to a point where I was like, 
I'm doing everything. Like, just to go back to that, I'm doing everything in my power to be the best, but I'm not getting the reward. That's how I was feeling. Like, how, what do you do with that? And I want to, you know, like just to go to, to pick up with what you shared there about shaping you and making you. It's like anybody player that is listening to this right now, I want you to be clear on what you want. And not just what you want in your career, but what you want in all areas of your life. Like, what do you want in your career? Yes. But what do you want in your relationship? What do you want in your finances? What do you want in your spirituality? What, what do you want in all areas of your life? And then make an action plan to actually go and get that. Because if you don't know what you want, then you don't know what you're working towards. And I realized in my life and looking back at my career, like even in, as I'm in the midst of my career now, is that I was chasing. I was chasing and that chase don't stop. <laughs> Believe me, that chase don't stop. If I'm going to play Swans, oh, I need to play for United. If I play that, yeah, I need to play that. I need to play every week. Then I need to be earning the most. Then I need to do, the, then I need to be the top goals. Then I need to be like, you're always going to be chasing. So if you don't know what you want, you're always going to be chasing. You're always going to be chasing your tail. Yeah, it's once you reach once you reach the level you wanted to reach, right? It could be it doesn't necessarily have to be first team, but it could be maybe you got you know more minutes in a game or something. There's always gonna be another challenge always. within, and then you gotta level up again, and then level up again, and then level up again. So what you're saying is 100 true, man. It's crazy. You know what you're working towards. Exactly, and it's know. it's. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's being in love with the whole idea of, you know, just getting better every single day, both on and journey. off the pitch. The journey but is. So like, I went. I really went off topic. Then again, like, <laughs> so what? What was your question, man? What was your question? I, I forgot already, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, no. Okay, I was gonna ask another one, but what was the biggest difference for you in the level of play from? you know, playing with 18s to playing with or under 23s and then playing with the first team, training with the first team. What was the biggest difference in level of play? Was it the maturity with the players? Was it the speed of play, the decision? Like, what was it for you? Honestly, it goes back to what I said before, like knowing exactly what you're good at. Like the best players know what they're good at. Like Rooney knew exactly what his strengths were. Paul Scholes knows exactly what he's good at. He's not going to do anything different. He's going to play two touch. He's going to play one touch. That's his, that's his, that's his quality. That's his, that's what he knows. Gary Neville knew exactly what he was good at. These players know exactly their qualities. And that's what I want any player that is listening to this right now is to know, know your strengths, know what you provide to the team rather than trying to be everything because it's at the end of the day, it's a team game. Football's a team game. I know, I know that is also like, oh, you've got to perform. You've got to stand out and you, you need to be the, the, the one that's looked at. But at the end of the day, there's, at the end of the day, it's a team game. And in that team game, you've got to fill something that the team needs. 
Like, like all why the, you? All the individual I, qualities added up make the team. Yeah, like, why you? So even a guy that's right now that might not be playing or might not be in the team, why should you be in that team? What do you bring to that team? What do you bring? And actually ask yourself and be real with yourself. Don't say, oh, I bring goals, I bring assists, and then in training, don't score. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to be real with yourself and ask yourself, like, what quality do I, I bring pace? All right, if you bring pace, how can you execute that pace? Chat with the players. Listen, when you get in that position, one touch in that channel, I get there, bro. Boom. Now you're actually getting the best out of your talent that you've got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, in the next step in your career, you you signed. Did you ever end up signing a first team contract with Swansea? Yeah. How long so, after? Yeah. So, yeah. So my story at Swansea. I had a five. Oh, sorry, one sec. So I spent five years at Swansea. The first year was massive growth in me individually, man. Like I went from boy to man, you know, it's like now I've got my own responsibilities, got my own bills, I've got my own car, I've got my own house, I've got my own things that I've got to cook, you know, you've got your own, you, you're going into a man and that comes with responsibility, that comes with an up level, that comes with understanding differences you know nobody's going to do it for you you've got to do it on your own you know so it's like it's that realization of that and then and then what happened with me was that I ended up uh, doing really well in the under 23s I ended up being top goal scorer um, we won the league um, we won the cup we literally won everything and in that year I ended up making my Premier League debut against Crystal Palace and once I made that Premier League debut, I was like, all the hard work that I put in, I did it. This was it. I made my debut before anybody did at United, any of my teammates at the time. And I was just so proud of that, that I was like, you know, I did it. And then I signed a three-year deal. I signed a three-year deal. And after that, after that, I was like, I was like in and around the first team. But what it was with me, it was like, as soon as I would work my way up to that first team, a manager gets get sacked. So that manager that gave my debut got sacked. So now I've got to prove to this next manager, an under-23s player has to prove himself again. So I was top goal scorer again, scoring all the goals. Ended up training with the first team, being with being in the first team. Manager gets sacked. Start again with the twenty threes. Have to show it again. Have to be the best in the twenty threes. Have to show. Have to do it. Work my way up again. Manager gets sacked. So this happened. This was going on for like three years now. So now I'm like, right, I'm going on loan. I went on loan to to Ado Den Haag in Holland, where I got some minutes. Uh, then I went to Northampton, got some minutes there in League One, which was also a reality check for me. And then it gets to a point where we get relegated. We get relegated from the Premier League. So now I've got a decision to make. Now I've got to say to myself, right, okay. This has been going on for four years now. Playing, 
working my way up, not getting the opportunity, working my way up, not getting opportunity. And this season they say to me, listen, you're going to be in the first team change room. You're going to be, you're going to be, you know, playing every week. And I couldn't, I didn't feel in my heart, like I couldn't trust that. I was, I was 22, I think. Yeah. 22 at the time. And I was like, I need to play. Like I cannot, I can't just be 20 and not have so any games. So Costinha actually called me, Costinha, who was the manager here in, in National. He won the Champions League uh, with Porto. So he was like, Kenji, I really want you here and you're going to be a massive player here and we really desire for you to, to come here and play for National. So I was like, wow, like, wow, National, Portugal. Like England was the only thing in my mind. Like, am I going to leave Swansea? I can't leave Swansea. Long story short, I end up signing for National. I asked uh, Swansea, I said, Swansea, I had a really good relationship with the owner. And I said, I said to him, I said, I cannot afford to, to be here and not get the opportunity. I know that you're telling me that I, I can, but you've told me that for four years. And he really respected my honesty and he ended up letting me go. And now I'm here, I'm in, in Portugal and it's made me see a whole different side to life. How are you enjoying life in Portugal now? How's the how's life on and off the field? Honestly, Portugal coming out here, God has placed me here to really figure out who I am. To really strip me from my myself and really make me understand why I'm on this earth. Like my identity was always a footballer. You know, I'm a footballer. If someone was to ask me, hey, Kenji, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm a footballer. Who are you? I'm a fo I'm Kenji, a footballer. When I realized, right, one day that identity is going to get taken away from me. So then who am I? So I actually started to ask myself who I was, what I'm passionate about, what I wanted from my life, what I wanted from every area of my life, not just my career. And that's when I realized that I was way more than just a footballer. I'm way more than that. And first of all, I'm a man and I'm a child of God. So that's when I really started to go into that personal development side of things. Mindset. I didn't want to feel resentment towards the coach anymore. I didn't want to feel like I was not good enough if I wasn't playing on the weekend. I didn't want to feel worthless anymore. So I really started to dig deep into myself, ask myself what I wanted, ask myself like these things, started to invest in myself, started to really focus on that. And when I came out here, it made me see a whole different side to life. I couldn't imagine my life waking up in the sun. I couldn't imagine my life like waking up and seeing the sea and playing football. And now understanding who I am has understanding my purpose to my life. And now I've realized that football has found my purpose. And my purpose to life is to help players become the best that they can be on and off the pitch. Because it's like, it might be all amazing if you're great on the pitch, but if your relationship is a shambles, what's so good about that? If your finances are a shambles, what's so good about your life? So I'm really passionate about that. And that's when my business, that's where my business got birthed from. 
which is on the ball, which is personal development mindset coaching for professional athletes. And we've got a couple of resources and services that we provide, but something that I'm really passionate about is, is the community side of things. So I've started a community where footballers come together and we speak about the challenges. We speak about the successes that we all face. And we support each other through that. And what we do is we get the best mindset coaches. We get the best motivational speakers. We get every area of our life to come on and deliver a training. So for us to grow, we get ex-professional footballers to come on and share their story so we can grow and be the best. So any professional footballer that's listening to this, reach out to me, DM me squad, and definitely we'll, we'll get in touch with that. But but what football has made me realize, football has made me realize my purpose to my life. Isn't it crazy how you had to go through all these obstacles first, though, before you can realize all that, all that stuff? It's insane because now, you know, I think that's fantastic. I think it's, it's by being able to go through those experiences and then being able to openly share those experiences and then taking a step back and trying to realize how to make it better for the next player, right? I think that's huge. Why is it huge? Because it not only saves time for the next player, you know, but it can also help them in their own lives. You know, they might not have the same exact journey as you, but they're definitely going to pick up a lot of value from what you just said, from your story, from the next footballer story. And Everything that they learn from this podcast, from another person's podcast, another person's journey, they can apply it in their own lives, both on and off the field. I think that is huge. I cannot stress it enough. I don't know what other word to use because it's just incredibly valuable, you know? So that's amazing, Kenji. I appreciate that, bro. All right, Kenji. So now I'm going to, we're going to end up with, you know, a few questions. Just quick questions. I just want to answer. I want you to answer as best as you can, whatever comes to your mind. All right. You ready? I'm ready, brother. All right, let's do it. What advice would you give a teenage Kenji? Take responsibility. Why? Take responsibility for your own life. Stop blaming others. Don't blame situations coaches you know agents like take responsibility for exactly where you are what are the top three rules that you use in your everyday life gratitude is literally that is is like that is like the number one rule for me you know like ritual like morning ritual is a is a must for me um the rules of my life like three main rules is, is love, love and empty myself out. Empty myself out every day. So far from everything that you've experienced in your life, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? To not take anything for granted. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where do I see myself in the next five years? I see myself playing, played in the Champions League. I see myself 
speaking. I see my my business flourishing. Um, yeah, I see, I see, I see a lot, man. I see a lot. And then my last question for you is: Are you happy? Oh, I'm so happy, man. Honestly, honestly, like, and I want to say this: like, happiness and joy doesn't come from your circumstances. Doesn't come from just because football's going good or that's when life's good. That joy comes from that inner peace, like that inner understanding who you are, where you come from, what drives you. Like get to know who you are because my joy comes from knowing that I'm God's son. Like he, like that, that's the joy comes from understanding where I'm going. Thank you, Kanji. Great answers. Amazing value that you gave today. Your story is amazing. I know everybody listening is going to take a little bit of what you said and, and apply it to their own careers. And for everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is the Winner Circle by Grande Sports Training, where we dive deep into the mindset of professional soccer players. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until the next one. Thank you.